One is the BOI FinCEN filing. Hey everyone, Adam Bergman here, tax attorney and founder of Larry Financial. Welcome to another episode of AdBits. On this podcast, I'm going to explain to you the intent, the reason, and what exactly is this BOI FinCEN report that you probably started to hear a good deal of chatter about. Why? Because starting in January 1, 2024, every new entity, business, LLC, corporation, CS, partnership, that is established, whether it has a dollar in it or $100 billion in it, well, we'll get to it in a minute, needs to file within 90 days a beneficial ownership interest report with FinCEN, which is essentially the Department of Treasury. Why? Because the scope of this BOI report is at least the intent is to stop bad actors like terrorists and money launderers from using U.S. entities to do uh, their bad deeds. So the idea is that Treasury and FinCEN want to have information on individuals that own more than 25% of an entity or individuals that have what's known as substantial control which is anyone that basically makes a decision for that entity, there needs to be information disclosed to FinCEN within 90 days of the entity being established in 2024. Now, all other entities formed, not all, and there's a caveat, which I'll get through in a second for the exceptions, but most entities formed prior to January 1, 2024, will have the entire 2024 to file a BOI report and disclose the folks, individuals that own more than 25% of the entity, as well as anyone that has substantial control over the entity. And substantial control means someone on the board, someone has authority to remove board members, makes financial decisions, um, exercises control, makes managerial decisions. So essentially like the board, the managers, people that have authority, but it could also even be, you know, a CFO. So very, very broad. Okay. And is there anything to be worried about? Listen, no. Um, The treasury is looking for criminals. They're looking for terrorists and they're looking for money launderers. They're not looking for people that are running their business and are taking maybe an aggressive stance on deductions or that's the IRS's job. This is not the IRS's department. This is about capturing money launderers and terrorists who the fear is are using the U.S. system, the economic system involving entities to money launder and to engage in domestic or foreign terrorism, which we all don't want. So what is the BOI? Well, you have to enter the name, date of birth, resident address, and like an ID number, passport or license. Okay, and, and that's really it. So they just kind of want to know, and it's individuals. They want to go all the way through the chain of these companies, find out who exactly owns this company and who has control over it. Because we want to know who these people are. Is it, God forbid, some bad actor domestically or internationally on our watch list that somehow is running these companies? Then we want to watch those companies to see what's going on. Now, what are the exceptions? Who doesn't have to file this stuff? Okay, so the big extension, ex- is tax-exempt entities, okay, like IRAs, charities, uh, trusts don't, if you have like a grant or trust, 
you don't have to file the BOI. Um, charities, I mentioned retirement accounts or tax-exempt trusts. But um, from a business standpoint, this is the biggest exception, is a company that has more than 20 employees, full-time employees, and $5 million in gross receipts, not profits, gross receipts, like gross revenue. Okay, so 20 employees and 5 million bucks in gross receipts. If you have a company that does both, you do not have to file the BOI. So they're really going after smaller type of companies. Now, I don't get this, right? Because if I'm a bad actor and I'm looking to take advantage of the US financial system to money launder or to do bad things, I'm going to want entities that have more than 5 million bucks to do that stuff, right? Makes sense. Like, why do I want to money launder like 50,000 bucks, 100 grand? Like, no, I want to money launder big sums of money. Generally, you money launder big sums of money with companies that have big amount of revenue. You can't money launder $6 million of a company that does 50K in revenue. It's impossible, right? So how do you wash money? You basically take illegal profits and you turn them into real taxable income. You pay tax. You actually want to pay tax on those funds to make them legitimate, kosher, and that's how you launder the money. Now, if you're excluding companies that do over 5 million and have 20 employees, you, you, I think you're taking a, a big chunk of these potential companies off the board. We, we know stories of bad foreign actors that are they're using real U.S. corporations with substantial income, whether it's you know uh, restaurants, car washes, whatever, to launder money. That's happening. So I'm not sure why they put this 20 and 5 rule in. Uh, if they really want to get into money laundering, um, you know, wouldn't you do the opposite and just say, hey, any company that has less <laughs> than you know, a million bucks, we don't care about. But if you have more, we want to know who you are, because who cares if you launder 50K? Like we're, we're worried more about the bigger fish, but they did the opposite. So it's not I wouldn't worry about the IRS coming and knocking your door. This is more about bad actors and, and illegal uh, activity. Um, outside the tax code, but it, it is definitely a reach on the part of, of government and treasury. This was on the book starting uh, in 2021. Uh, it's finally here. Again, new entities, 90 days. Um, existing entities, anything created before January 124, whether it was the entity was created in 1981, 91, 2001, or 2021, you have all of 24. To do this, self record IRAs, 401ks are exempt. However, if you have a self-directed IRA LLC or a solo 401k LLC, even though the IRA owns the entity, if whoever the individual is who has substantial control over that entity, i.e. the IRA owner, they'll have to be a BOI report to disclose that information. Now, if you're a client of IRA Financial, you'll be receiving information. We'll handle this for you for our clients that have a compliance fee. There'll be a small fee to handle that, but um, I think it's well worth it because you, if not, you're going to have to get a FinCEN number. You're going to have to figure out what to do. And if you screw up, this is the catch, up to $10,000 in penalties and up to two years in jail. Now, I wouldn't worry about the jail time. That's probably if you are uh, you know, fraudulent or grossly negligent, something like really bad. Uh, if you just kind of forget and don't know about it, I doubt they're going to throw you in jail. They're probably just going to hit you up with some pretty massive penalties. So I think we're charging like 100 bucks to do this. It's a one-time thing. You don't have to file it every year. It's one time. And you only have to amend it if there's changes in the entity, like new owners, new managers, new address, then it's just another amendment filing. 
but it's not an annual thing. So it's a minimal fee just to get this off your plate and have someone else do it. That's it. That is the rules, the intent, the reasoning behind this BOI FinCEN report. I actually thought there'd be a lot more chatter lawsuits um, filed. There has been a few lawsuits, just uh, small business associations just saying it's an overreach, kind of agree with it. Uh, but I, I do think government probably is justified uh, to do this. I, I don't think those lawsuits will be successful. Doesn't seem like it's a huge burden. So uh, I think we'll be living with this stuff. Um, I do think it's an overreach. I'm surprised we're putting up with it as freedom-loving Americans, but you know, it's kind of maybe a moot point. Um, to be continued, but at least hopefully now with this podcast, you understand the reasoning and intent behind uh, the BOI file, a report under FinCEN and kind of what it's all, all about. Don't worry. If you just have a self-directed IRA or a 401k, whoever controls that entity will have to follow the BOI, but the IRA or 401k will not. However, if you're the manager of the checkbook control structure, um, you got to file the BOI. We'll, we'll help you do that if, if you're a client. If you're not a client, you should be a client. What are you waiting for? We'll, we'll assist you with that. So thank you for uh, listening. Again, please, please, if you can leave a, a good review and rate it highly favorably, that'd be appreciative. That just boosts the podcast and lets more people listen to it. And if you're watching on YouTube, thank you. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to our amazing channel if you have not. If you have already, thank you. And I look forward to seeing everyone again next week. And um, I hope everyone has a great day. Thank you very much and take care.